Good morning and welcome everybody. You are listening to Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 and 88 right across Australia with The Breakfast Show. I'm Lyle and I'm here with Chris and uh, we have positively different radio, Chris. We do. I'm excited to share it this morning. We have amazing <laughs> programming coming up for you. Of course, it is Tuesday the 20th and you are listening to The Delayed Broadcast. And so if you would like to listen to us live, don't forget you can listen to us live uh, simply at faithfm.com.au if you're in that part of Australia where you don't get the live broadcast. Or even better, grab it on your phone or your tablet, put it on uh, TuneIn, download the TuneIn app, get the free version, and you can listen to us pretty much anywhere. Then just run it through your car radio, your your tractor, or wherever you are, and uh, you can listen to us live via faithfm.com.au or TuneIn app on your phone. Okay, so coming up in today's program, Chris, what are we going to be talking about? We've got a lot of exciting things. We're going to be talking a little bit about the news. The thing that's been on everyone's minds is... Is the aftermath of the Florida shootings, of course. And it seems, it seems as though there's a bit of a blame game going on. Everyone wants to point the finger at anyone except themselves. And the main one, when it, we have these tragedies, things like this happen, everyone ends up pointing the finger back at God. So yeah, we're going to be... I think it's funny how Trump points the finger at the FBI and yeah. at Obama and at anybody but himself. And of course, um, other people are pointing their finger at, you know, the uh, the mental health facilities that's provided in America, um, the NRA, the gun lobby, whatever you want to do. People are pointing their finger everywhere, all over the place, and not really looking at some of the deeper issues of America. American society. Mm. Maybe you have an opinion on this and you would like to give us a call and send us a message. Please do so. Um, you can send us a message on 0491-064-669. We would love to uh, to discuss that. And uh, if you'd like to give us a call and leave us a message there, 1-800-324-843 is our number. Of course, if you can get onto the live feed, then you can do all of that live. But you're listening to Faith FM. We're going to take a break at this time. We're going to listen to Grego Pile as he brings to us... Sitting here all by myself, anticipating the outcomes of love, and as I reflect on times we share, realize how much you care. 
That was Grego Pile, Brighter Days, brightening our morning here on the 19th of February. And so as we get into this morning subject, uh, we've been listening to the news and one of the major features on the news, of course, has been the Florida shootings, which is just an unimaginable tragedy. Um, and I guess it hits closer to home when it, it, it comes to a Western country that is like Australia. You know, we have some terrible, terrible things that are happening around our world all the time. But it seems to be that there's been a little bit of a blame game happening. What's the, what's the background of this there, Chris? Yeah, so, of course, in the wake of this tragedy, there's been a lot of talk as to who is actually to blame for this event. Mm-hmm. And so you find that a lot of the friends and family of the victims of the shooting uh, were out protesting uh, out to the government, you know, to, to President Trump. And then, well, when... Okay, so what are they, what are they asking Trump... What, what should Trump have done? So they're asking, I believe, for better uh, gun control laws. Okay. Yep. And that in, if that had been in place, then maybe this event wouldn't have happened. But then uh, you had Donald Trump reply with, well... Barack Obama didn't do anything while he was president about this, so yes, don't he was, come he to was me. A, he was a left-wing <laughs> president, so he was a left-wing president, so he should have been the one to do something about it. Yeah, you would think so. And so, really, uh, and so now, there's just this uh, this idea of, okay, everyone's trying to shift blame to other people. And then so who's Barack Obama blaming? I don't know if I've heard from Barack Obama. I think <laughs> he's... He, 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 he's just nah, nah. He's so scarce. And then, of course, we have the, the debate going on. Uh, this uh, student who did the shooting suffered from a degree of mental illness. And so now people are even questioning, well, how accountable can we hold someone who is mentally ill to the crimes which they commit? Mm-hmm. And so there's this... People are trying to diffuse the responsibility to other people. It's like no one wants to accept the So do we the blame, blame the mental illness or do we blame the people who were treating the mental illness? Or do we... You know, it, there's, it, there's so many factors, isn't there? <laughs> there's like, a lot you, of different factors right here. Do you blame the, the people who are selling the guns? Do you blame the gun? Do you blame the people controlling legislation with the guns? And so there's so many factors going on and it's really easy to just pick one person, right? Yes. To, and just say, okay. Okay, so this is a complex issue. This is a very complex, complex. complex issue. And it's not as, you know, it, it reminds me of the story of Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden where, you know, God comes to Adam is like, Adam, what have you done? He's like, oh, this woman you yeah. made. <laughs> and then he's like, well, to the woman, well, what did you do? And like, oh, the serpent you made. So really, they're all blaming God. Yes. So, and that's the tricky thing, isn't it? When these big tragedies and events happen, we often think to ourselves, okay, God is all powerful mm-hmm. and he's supposedly all loving. Mm-hmm. So if he has all this power why isn't he doing something to intervene in these events like surely all he would have to do is you know like blink his eyes and whatever and that could have been avoided and but so why is it that we see these bad events happening if god is all loving and all powerful yes and of course this is a very minor event compared to many of the horrific things that are happening in our world every moment of every day where we have innocent children for instance who are suffering with just horrific diseases and with no cure no no relief from pain in uh, you know particularly in some of the developing countries of the world uh, this is probably one of the most fundamental questions that we can ever deal with here on this radio station is you know if God is all-powerful uh, and and God is love. Why doesn't God do something about that? Yeah. You know, why you know? Because the simple reality is that if you or I was there, were there on that day, and we had it within our power to stop that shooting, we would have stopped it. Yet God was there, and God did have it in His power, and He didn't stop it. And so, it's so not, are we more moral than God? It's unsurprising then that so many people struggle with this question of. Is God loving? Can, can a loving God exist when we see all these things happen? Yeah. There's a number of things that we need to look at as we investigate this subject, and hopefully we have time to get into it <laughs> uh, and give it the justice that it deserves. The first thing that we need to note is that 
God is love, therefore God created the power of choice. Because it is the power of choice that creates the existence of love. Aha, uh-huh. so the idea that without the ability to freely choose love, it can't in and of itself be love. No, that's right. You can, you can create some uh, amazing uh, things and, and you know, we've, we've created some amazing creations here on this earth. Um, and if time lasts, goodness knows what we will come <laughs> up with. But, you know, you take anything that we have ever created that mimics life, like a robot or so forth, does not have the power of choice. You know, my computer that I'm sitting here, I can program it to, you know, to switch on in the morning and tell me it loves me, but it doesn't love me because <laughs> I programmed it to do so. It does not have the power of choice. It is the power of choice that creates the existence of love. End of story. And so God, because God is love, he has created the power of choice so that he can love us, we can love him, and we can experience love. Mm. The problem with creating the power of choice is that by default, when you create the power of choice, you have created the possibility of evil. It's almost like a bit of a Russian roulette game, isn't yeah, well, you it? Can't, you can't have one without the other. It's you like can't a have, catch train too. Yeah, you can't have the power of choice and have love without having the possibility of evil. Yeah. And so God's created this situation where you have the, poss- the possibility of evil. If you are going to create that in the context of eternity, we would say if the power of choice exists, then evil is likely, if not inevitable, at some point. And so then if God is a God of love, then God has to have a way of dealing with that when it arrives. Okay, but when God did create, let's say, human beings with this ability for choice... Yes, and every other being that there is in the universe. Our universe is well populated. The Bible is very clear on that. If you've got a question, don't forget to give us a call on 1-800-324-843 and we can talk to you about all of those questions. Sounds good. Um... Why is it, did, did God create everything good or did he create everything with this kind of sinful tendency? Because as we look around the world, we see this problem of sin or this nature, the sinful nature going on, which results in all of these tragedies going on. And yet we're told that God makes everything good. Like, how do these two compare? How do they work together? And that's a good question. So we need to go back to the very first sin and the very first sinner, which of course was an individual by the name of Lucifer, better known as Satan. And Ezekiel 28 and verse 15, the Bible says, you were perfect in your ways from the day that you were created until iniquity or sin was found in you. Mm. And so Lucifer was created perfect. And many people ask me, well, how is it possible for a perfect being then to sin or to do evil? comes back to the choice. Well, the simple reality is if he could not sin, he would not have had the power of choice. And if he did not have the power of choice, he would not have been a perfect being. This is why everything that we create as humans, all of the robots that we make, are imperfect because they do not have the power of choice. They cannot love. Love is impossible for without the power of choice. And so he was created with the power of choice. That means that he does have the power to choose evil if he wants to. Mm. And so then when we go to the book of Genesis, we see that Adam and Eve are given a similar choice. God says to them... Yeah, absolutely. Every being that God creates has the power of choice. Yeah, he yeah. says, you get to choose whether to obey or to like reject my love. And then inevitably we see that humanity chooses to reject that love or and to disobey God, and that's when the blame game starts coming that's in. That's right. That's when the blame game starts. Okay, so coming back to one of the... I'm going to toss a question at you this time. Oh, okay. okay. All right. <laughs> so, so, 
Satan comes along somewhere back before the history of our world begins because we know he turns up right there at the beginning. But somewhere back before then, he decides to sin. He's like, no, I'm going to try something in opposition to the government of God. I'm going to do something different. I'm going to rebel against the government of God. Uh, why didn't God just, you know, kill him right then and there and immunize the universe from his influence? Why has God allowed him to continue this long? Well, I think the interesting thing is that if you cut out a man's tongue, you actually say more on his behalf just by doing that. You, if he's got a message uh, saying something against you mm-hmm. and you cut out his tongue, you actually give him more power. Mm-hmm. And so I think in the same way... because everybody's suddenly asking the question, aren't they? Why is this guy missing yeah. a tongue? And then, of course, the, the whole message is going to go wildfire. Everybody's going to find out what the guy was saying. Whereas exactly. if you hadn't cut out his tongue, yeah, he'd influence a, a, a limited number of people. That's it. And so I think when you think about Lucifer, uh, we're told that the sin that he commits is he gets really proud and he basically wants to assume the title of God. Yes. He's like... He wants to pull off a coup d'etat. Yeah, he just goes, well, why couldn't I do this? Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, this this accusation has been made against God. Lucifer basically makes this claim. God isn't loving. He's not worthy of the title of being God. And so now God is having to deal with this fa- the fact that a lot of his creation are now hearing the lies of Lucifer. Yes. And so... If, if God were to have destroyed Lucifer then and there, not only would all of these different creations have been suspicious of, what was Lucifer saying before God, you know, poof, destroyed him? Mm-hmm. But I think also they would have all served God no longer out of love, but out of fear. Fear of, oh my goodness, if I say anything wrong, what if God's going to destroy me as well? Okay, so in one movement, God would have taken the universe from a government of love... He destroys Lucifer, and now, before this, everyone is serving God because they love him. Now, everyone is serving God because they are afraid of him. In one movement, God has eradicated love from the universe by destroying Lucifer. Okay, we're going to be back in just a moment with more on this subject, because we've just got started. We're going to listen to Maranatha music, Great Is Your Faithfulness. i 
You've been listening to Maranatha Music, Great Is Thy Faithfulness. Now, Lyle. Yes. We've been talking about uh, this idea of the in the Florida shootings, in the wake of it, there's been a lot of this blame game going we on. We have, yeah. Mm-hmm. Who is to blame? There's so many different factors going on. But the common denominator seems to be whenever we face tragedy, we want to blame God. And we just discussed that were God to have gotten rid of this being Lucifer, who Satan, yes. Satan the uh-huh. first person to ever commit sin, God would have eradicated love in the universe in one fell swoop. God. Yeah, so just backing up from that, um, the universe prior to sin served God from love. Yes. That was the one thing that, that bound the whole universe together. Satan comes along and proposes an alternative. If God had just gone bang and Lucifer had ceased to exist at that moment, the rest of the universe would have gone, well, we're never going to rebel against God because we don't want to be destroyed. And in one move, God would have eradicated love. They're all now serving him from fear. Yes. But my question now is, that was then, but at the moment, mm-hmm. God has seemed to allowed Satan to allow evil for a long time, uh, and especially when we come to the Florida shooting, why isn't it? Why isn't it that God intervened in that event? Let's say. Yeah. Okay. So why does allow? Why does God allow Satan to continue for a period of time? And before we go any further, we do need to recognise that Satan will come to an end. The Bible is crystal clear on this. Satan is not going to last forever. He's not going to be living somewhere in hellfire, tending the the fires of hellfire for the rest of eternity. The Bible does not teach that anywhere. And if you've got questions, don't forget to give us a call. 1-800-324-843 is our open line number. But in Ezekiel chapter 28, where we're talking about uh, Lucifer, in verse 18 it says, You have defiled your sanctuaries by the multitude of your iniquities, by the iniquity of your traffic or your traffic, Therefore, I will bring forth a fire from the middle of you. It will devour you. I'll bring you. I will bring you to ashes on the earth in the sight of all those that can see you. And so, the Bible is very, very clear that there is coming a time in the near future where Satan will come to an end. He will be turned to ash, and evil will cease to exist. So, the question is. Why does God allow it to continue for a period of time? And why doesn't God just step in and intervene every time something bad happens, every time Satan tries to do something bad? Because this is obviously something that has been initiated by Satan right here. The Bible's clear on that. Satan is behind this. He's the one who is to blame. And so it's been initiated by Satan. So why then hasn't God intervened? The answer is very simple. Satan has come along to the universe and he has proposed an alternative to the government of God. You've got the government of God. It is a God, it is a government of love. Satan says, no, 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 no. This is not actually love. God has deceived you. This is not real love. You are all in bondage. You just didn't realize it. You need to follow this method over here. Now, if God had destroyed Satan on the spot, the universe would have been eternally curious I wonder yeah. whether he was right or not. Are we really under bondage? Not only that, but they would be serving God from fear. So love no longer exists. Fear is reigning supreme. But there's this curiosity like maybe there's a better way. And because of that, somebody sooner or later is going to choose evil again. And God destroys them. And it's just a vicious cycle. <laughs> For the rest of eternity. Exactly. It's a vicious cycle of death. It just never ends. And so God takes the other alternative, and the other alternative is the most painful alternative to God imaginable. It is the hardest decision. Mm. But it is a decision that ensures that sin never comes back again because um, it's going to cost God 
the li- the life of many of his children and particularly of Jesus Christ his son i think there's also some good news in that as well because a lot of people will often say well why doesn't god get rid of all evil in the world right now mm-hmm. And my reply always is, well, none of us would be here. We're part of the problem. Yes, that's true. (laughs) We're all part of the sin problem. And so God is actually being quite merciful in allowing us this time to be able uh, to find forgiveness from him so that we're not taken away like Satan is, as as you said before, when that judgment comes and God gives uh, his judgment on those who have sinned and committed evil yeah and some people uh, along with that they're like well why does why, why did god create beings in the first place why didn't he just leave the, the universe empty well god is love you can't you know love doesn't exist on its own yeah to begin with and uh, for those of you who have children why did you why did you choose to have children when you chose to have children did you have the guarantee that they would never turn against you you didn't have that guarantee mm. you chose to have children because of love and this is why god chose to have us but okay so let's look at god's plan god says all right lucifer i'm going to give you a set period of time you know, 6,000 years is a very, very short space of time in the context of eternity. It's like a blink. Yeah. For us, it feels like a long time. For God, this is a short space of time. So I'm going to give you a set pace, space of time, a very short space of time, and within that time, you have the freedom to demonstrate to the universe whether your plan is better than my plan or not. Our world got caught up in it through Adam and Eve, and as a result, our world is an object lesson to the universe of the results of going against the government of God. And the reason that God allows our world to continue as a world of sin for a set period of time is so that once, when sin is eventually brought to an end in the very near future, it will never come back again. Mm. Very simply, if you, um, <clears throat> if you listen to, if you, if you look at, um, if you look at, uh, you know, the, the the whole situation here, we find that um, <clears throat> we find that Satan, you know, by being given this set period of time, the universe can look on. When you get to heaven, are you going to want to commit sin again? I don't think so. No, I no, hope because not, you've no. experienced it, and neither will the universe because they've seen it. Yeah, God doesn't remove our power of choice when we get to heaven. You can always choose, but God allows sin to continue long enough so that it will never come back again. And not only do we get a picture of how Satan's government of sin and evil doesn't work, but in contrast it shows how God's government of love does work and how effective it really is. And I think you get the climax of that when we have God come down to earth and die for his creation. That's the one thing that Satan could never do. His pride would never allow him to do something as selfless as that. And so... Sin also did provide that opportunity not only to, as you said, expose what Satan's government looks like, but to show what God's government of love truly looks like as well. Yes, indeed. I want to give a shout out to my friend Aaron at this particular time who's listening to us live. Enjoy your day, Aaron, and may God be with you. Okay, so uh, moving on with our subject right here, we have oh, so many different things that we could talk about. Yeah. I, I, it's just, you know, sometimes we think, well, why doesn't God just put, a, a, you know, put all of his, uh, um, you know, his followers in a, in a little white box somewhere where nothing bad can <laughs> touch them, you know? That would be the worst kind of prison ever, wouldn't it? Yeah, I was just, just thinking, like, like, I don't know how fun that would really be. <laughs> yeah. You take away, uh, you take away freedom, and uh, and and love ceases to exist. Okay, so we've got some some great things that we can talk about in relationship to this particular subject. In fact, ah, uh, let me see. Okay, I'm going to change the subject. We've talked enough about this one for now. All right, let's go. Let's go. Let's how, 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 is there anything else we need to deal with on the subject of uh, 
why God allows sin before we move on. I think we've covered it pretty well, but if He allows it to continue long enough so that He can eradicate it in such a way as it will never return. If God intervenes every single time something bad goes on, Satan is simply going to sit back and say, well, you never gave me a chance to demonstrate whether my way worked or not. That's not fair. And then the universe is still going to be wondering, well, I wonder what Satan's (laughs) plan is really like. There we are. Okay, so I want to share with you a, uh, a more positive story. Well, I don't know whether this one's more positive or not. Okay, so this one is um, some research that was recently done in France. We're going to change the subject in our last minute here or so. Some research done in France where they followed the lives of over 100,000 people. This is the most comprehensive research project that has ever been done in relationship to cancer. Okay. And they can create, created controls for all the different uh, groups of people like smokers and non-smokers and drinkers and non-drinkers and couch potatoes and exercise freaks and <laughs> age and all these kind of things because they wanted to find what was the single common denominator that caused a spike in cancer. Okay, you've piqued my interest. I really want to know what this is now. I know what it is. <laughs> yeah. It comes down to one simple thing. Mm-hmm. Packaged food. Packaged food? Packaged food is the greatest single denominator that is an indicator of cancer wow i yeah i would not have okay so think about this think about this then think about this think about how much food you eat in a day that came out of a packet way too much (laughs) okay and so then they looked at packaged food and they're like okay what 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 is it about packaged food what is the single biggest thing about packaged food that makes packaged food different from when you cook a meal you know, you get to, you get your veggies together and you cook a meal. What's the the single biggest different thing? And number one, it is sugar content. Mm-hmm. Um, and then following on after that, of course, you've got things like uh, salt content and so forth. Okay, so the message of today is cook yourself a nice meal of veggies. We're going to move to our break at this particular time. We're going to listen to Carly Fletcher. You matter to him. He 
Welcome back to Faith FM. It's wonderful having you live with us. And it's also wonderful having Pastor David Stoichich in the studio with us again this morning. Great to be here, Adele, as always. It's, it's always good having you here. Uh, we really appreciate it. Great pleasure. Mm. Great pleasure. So, I heard you have had some feedback about some of your segments. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, let me just say how, how good it is. When we speak in the studio, um, you know, uh, there is the world outside there, and, and we do not know, we, we know that some people hear it, but, but it is always nice to hear, you know, when somebody rings you or sees you actually mm. somewhere and says, hey, I've heard you and Adele speak, and, and, and I just would like to give a shout out to somebody who actually approached me, just, um, well, a couple of people last last. Um, um, Last week. Oh, that's good. Uh, well, uh, it was it was Caroline. Caroline, if you are listening to this program, uh, we just would like to give you a big hello and thank you for your feedback. It was good to to, to hear that uh, what we shared last time. It was mm. about the self talk. We we talked about last time that mm, it was which is always important beneficial. Make so sure it it's positive. <laughs> it wasn't just self talk. It was talking to somebody. <laughs> uh, and and at the same time, also uh, some very very uh, good friends. Uh, who will send me a text occasionally and say, David, mm. we've heard you speak, uh, uh, and Adele and, and uh, Jade and Marika, mm. uh, they've contacted a few times and, and said how much they appreciated um, the talks. And then we have calls from different uh, places, different states, mm. from Queensland, from other places, uh, from Victoria, even from Tasmania, South Australia. We do. And you know what? We really appreciate all the feedback that we get from our listeners. And we also enjoy, you know, comments and thoughts. And yes. if you've got some, you know, sort of topic ideas that you'd like covered as well. That's right. And so if there's anything that you would like to contact us about, you can do that on 1-800-FAITH-FM or connect with us on Facebook. Look for Faith FM. You should be able to find us on there. Anyway, Pastor David, what do you have for our listeners this morning? <laughs> well, I hope whatever I have is something that the Lord impressed me to share and therefore something that, that, um, that our listeners will, will benefit from. That's my, my greatest desire. So let me, let me kind of introduce this topic mm-hmm. by, by sharing a little story, a true story. Oh. I'm not going to be no mentioning names. true names, <laughs> but, but let's call this person uh, by the name of Jack. So one day, um, uh, this young man, Jack, um, uh, he was in his mid-20s, um, he, uh, he, he came to see me. Uh, he didn't think of himself as an angry man. Mm. But he came to see me one day because he was facing a court case. Mm. He told me he had a heated argument with his older sister. And in the heat of the argument, she lost it. And threw a pair of scissors at wow. him. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so she missed. Thankfully, she Luckily. missed. But just just by a whisker, just by a few centimeters. And it really, really angered Jack. Mm. Uh, scared him and angered him at the same time. So, so uh, <laughs> he did something wrong. He punched his sister in the shoulder so hard that she fell to mm. the ground. And um, the next day... She reported the case to the police, and the court was scheduled for just over a month later. And so Jack was worried about the court case, and he came to see me for some anger management counseling. And one of the first things he told me was, guess what? (laughs) (laughs) The predictable answer, (laughs) It wasn't his fault. Never is. (laughs) Uh, 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 (laughs) And so it took me a few sessions to help him understand uh, that the act of physical violence 
uh, he did was wrong and and that he needed some help with his anger management. So his sister probably did too. Oh, no <laughs> question about it. And but anyway, so our topic this morning. So our topic this morning is really the emotion of anger, hmm. and and a lot of studies has been done about anger uh, you know uh, you know those facial emojis or facial expressions ah, yes. yeah you know they've studied you know a lot of facial expressions uh, and they they boiled it down to four basic expressions hmm. and I, I actually like to remember I like to remember to use uh, to in order to remember I use the the um, the acronym JAFS hmm. J-A-F-S which, which stands for joy anger fear and sadness hmm. and so uh, so and any of those emotions if sustained over a prolonged period of time except for joy except for joy so the anger fear and sadness will harm us hmm. uh, if they're sustained um, uh, for, for a long time uh, so the more joy in life the better it is. The better it is. While on the flip side, anger is, you know, one of those things that behavioral scientists have described as the most common emotional experience that human beings share. And, you know, that it's one of those things where I think if we look at human history and our personal observations, I think that would sort of confirm that, unfortunately. And then you have others that say that anger and aggression are more characteristic of humans and animals as well. <laughs> They're not wrong, mm. you know, because uh, definitely that is that is the case. So it's really the most common emotions, human emotions. Mm. So um, someone has defined anger as an intense emotional reaction we feel in response to a variety of situations or threats. Mm. So it's an emotion... Something like Jack really did with his sister. Exactly. Mm. That's, that's, it was kind of a reflex mm. emotion for him. Uh, so it's an emotion that was mentioned, actually looking at human history, it was mentioned right right in the first chapters of the Bible. In the book of Genesis, um, in the fourth chapter, we find the report of two brothers, uh, Cain and Abel, and they were worshiping God uh, of all things, and they were in mm. that in that activity. Of course, God God deserves worship, and they were worshiping yeah. God. And so one was worshiping in a way pleasing to God, and the other not. And he got angry when his sacrifice or the form of worship was not uh, was actually not accepted. It was rejected. Well, if we have a quick look at the story of Cain and Abel, you can find that in Genesis 4 in verses 1 to 6. I think it might be useful for listeners mm. who aren't familiar with the story. So just turning to our Bibles quickly here, it says, Now Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bore Cain and said, I have acquired a man from the Lord. Then she bore again, this time his brother Abel. Now Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground, meaning a farmer rather than a shepherd. That's right. And in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of fruit of the ground to the Lord, and Abel also brought the firstborn of his flock and their fat. And the Lord respected Abel and his offering, but he did not respect Cain and his offering. And Cain was very angry, and his countenance fell. So the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry, and why has your countenance fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lies at the door. And its desire is for you, but you should rule over it. So oh. really about controlling your temper there already. <laughs> Absolutely. Anger management advice. Uh, 
And so this really what, what you just read in, in chapter 4 of Genesis, which is the first book of the Bible, very early, mm. you know, this kind of uh, emotion of anger coming to surface. Uh, and, and, and pretty much chapter 3 is when sin, uh, this, really? this, this connectedness yeah. with God came yeah. into the picture. So in chapter 4, this anger is coming. It's so, consequence of sin too. That's yeah. right. Mm. And so, so we, in this kind of report that you just read, God is portrayed as a great counselor who asks probing questions that are meant to cause some soul-searching and change on the side of Cain. So when we are talking about anger, it is good first to define it mm. as we've already done it, uh, uh, just talking about what it is, and then look more closely at what causes this emotion. emotion. In other words, why do we get angry? I think some people can be confused about anger too, and they, they don't even admit that they have anger issues or a problem with their temper or anything like that. That's right. So, so yeah, they're in, a, in denial. Uh, they deny anger for, for a few reasons. One of them is that uh, um, they were taught uh, that anger is wrong. They were taught that anger is wrong. They feel afraid of anger. Mm. They don't want to lose control or appear to do so. Uh, and they are worried others would avoid them when they are angry, which actually... It's kind of logical. <laughs> pretty much is logical. So, yeah. So, a lot of mm. misconceptions about mm. anger. So, are you sort of saying that it's possible that anger isn't always wrong? Uh, well, I, I think that would be a fair assumption, Adele. I guess you're uh, righteous anger. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. A Christian author, uh, Chip Ingram, uh, wrote uh, on, on this topic. Uh, also, Neil Anderson is another very good mm. uh, good author. Uh, but Chip Ingram uses an analogy uh, to explain anger to, this, uh, to, to his readers. He says, anger is like a red light on your car's dashboard. It tells you that something is wrong under the hood. So when it lights up on your dashboard... You don't say, what's that? It annoys me. I'll smash it so it doesn't bother me. You pay careful attention to it, and then you go uh, through a checklist and check what's wrong under the hood. You know what? That is a really good analogy. <laughs> and I think we're going to have to explore that a little bit more after we come back from this song. You're listening to Faith FM with Adele and Pastor David Stoichich. <laughs> Some jeans at Target and ripped apart the pocket on Sunday. Hallelujah. Pay slip on the carpet and burnt it in the market on Monday. Hallelujah. It's not my business, Jesus. I'm sure you got your reasons, so I'll just say Hallelujah. Grandpa's got lymphoma and fell into a coma on Tuesday. Hallelujah. Couldn't pay the water bill and haven't had a shower since Wednesday. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. While merging on the freeway, I hit a Ford Focus on Thursday. Hallelujah. Without a car, I couldn't make appointments on Friday. Hallelujah. I lost my job. Hallelujah. It's not my business, Jesus. I'm 
sure you got your reasons, so just say hallelujah. I came to church a beggar and find I have a savior, so just say hallelujah. I came to church a beggar and find I have a savior, so just say hallelujah. Welcome back to Faith FM. It's wonderful having you with us. And we've got Pastor David Stoichich in the studio with us this morning. We've just been having a bit of a talk about anger. <laughs> yes. So it's just before that song, David was saying, and using the example of Christian author Chip Ingram, who said of anger that it's something like having a warning light come up on your car's dashboard. That's and right. instead of, you know, trashing the car and, you know, whatever else. <laughs> and smashing go, the dash, yeah, the, the, the light. Yeah, you try to work out what's wrong. And so I think, you know, when you're comparing anger with a red light on the dashboard of the car it's sort of something that anger can be of help to us in some uh, ways it's like pinpointing something perhaps, ab- in, the absolutely. Sh- perhaps yes. in the short term that's right a- anger anger can be uh, well it really is meant to be a protective emotion uh, and and it may be actually uh, be telling you something very 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 useful uh, the problem is that people get angry more than it is necessary and they stay <laughs> angry longer than is helpful mm. and so appropriate expressions of anger anger can uh, help to establish boundaries and prevent others from uh, ruining over over you know ruining uh, running over over us and mm. ruining our life in essence mm. so why do we get angry and how can we deal with anger in a positive way rather than you know prolonging our anger or letting it control us okay so so that that's a really very very good question and and uh, uh, some authors have pointed to, to about three reasons there are many many reasons but maybe it's good to mention two or three reasons why we actually get get angry uh, and I think these things resonate uh, probably with most mm. of us number one we get angry because of unfulfilled expectations uh, we have some expectations and They're not met. somebody it's let annoying. us down or yeah. <laughs> we let ourselves down so we get angry. Mm. Then we have unmet needs. Those, those needs may be legitimate need, uh, needs and, and uh, they're not met and, and, and we, can, we can feel, you know, again. I guess so too, that kind of ties to depression as well. Thinking right. both with unfulfilled expectations and unmet right. needs. So, right. you know, in some ways it's probably working through that grief process almost. That's right. Where people can be sad or angry or, right. you know. That's yeah. exactly mm. so. That 100%. You're, yeah. you're, you're right there. So unmet needs. And then there is another one uh, which is uh, not so easily detected by mm. us if we have problem with that. It's it's low self-esteem. Yeah. You know, when we have low self-esteem, um, uh, somebody may, may say something that is not really meant to offend us, just to give us feedback. And, and we, we could, take it personally. <laughs> we, can, we can take it personally. Yeah. Mm. So I guess, you know, we all struggle with these sort of things at some point and, you know, it's just part of the human condition. And considering this, how do we actually deal best with anger? Well, um, Adele, both contemporary psychology and our spiritual dimension, which is our faith in God, can help us in, in answering that question. Mm. Uh, psychology advises us to adjust to behavioral science, adjust us to a advises us to adjust our expectations and to accept that life is not always fair because well, there could be true. a lot could be a lot of cognitive distortions we may think well you know only good things and nice and 
fine things have to happen to us, but mm. that's a cognitive distortion, really. Mm. So that's where psychology can help us to kind of inform us and help us to understand that. And and also to accept the reality that our, that our needs will not always be, be, be met. That's true. Full stop. Uh, so psychology there also teaches us that we are unique, worthwhile human beings, and that our existence makes a difference even when we don't see it. Mm. That's kind of psychology on one side. Yeah. But but fighting God does not deny these things, that they're very, very important things. But our faith in God approaches it from a different angle. Well, it does not dismiss some of the findings of the modern behavioral science. It reminds us that God is only that that God only is able to fulfill our expectations and to meet all our needs. You know that text in the in some of our listeners may may uh, may remember in Ephesians there is text that says God is able uh, to to, uh, to to bless us abundantly exceedingly over and above everything you know we ask for and even think of. Mm, so God is able true. to do that. God mm. is able to do that, and God, you know, and also God is able to restore our self esteem by reminding us that Christ purchased us by giving his life for us 2,000 years ago on the cross of Calvary. So, a, so it's a beautiful reminder, really. That, that it really is. When we think about it from that angle, Adele, that the most expensive, we cannot ever even put price on that, that the currency mm. of heaven, the blood of Jesus Christ, was, was shed to buy you and me, mm. to give us a chance to live. Yeah, because God loves us that much. That's right. And so, so that, anything for us. That's it, that in itself gives us a tremendous sense of, of self-worth. Mm. So next time we get angry, we should probably stop and ask ourselves some questions, shouldn't we? <laughs> well, uh, that, that's, that's, that's based on what we read in the beginning. Mm. That was the first clue. You know, God is a great educator, God psychologist, <laughs> so to say, uh, you know, uh, great counselor. He asked Cain, why are you angry? So we need to ask ourselves some questions, you know. Um, um, David, why are you angry? Uh, are your expectations realistic? Are you angry because your legitimate needs are not being met? Uh, mm. Are you angry because some of your wants are not being met? Interesting. <laughs> mm. That's right. Wants and needs are two very different things. <laughs> That's right. Are you angry because you feel insecure and your automatic response is one of self-preservation, which is fight or flight response? Mm. So when people let me down, do I remember what Jesus said in Matthew eleven, twenty-eight and 29? In the, in the Gospel of Matthew, uh, he said this beautiful thing. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. So, do I go to him? The question is, or I put my trust in other people or in myself? I think we know which one is the good answer. <laughs> you, you know, Adele, that that you know, Bible is an amazing book. Mm, it is, and you know, so much you, advice. You would have heard this because you know you were brought up, uh, you know, in, in in a family of a pastor and a believer. Mm. Uh, you know, you're a very dedicated person. You know that that the central place in the Bible, right there in the middle of the Bible, there is a very interesting verse, which is. Cursed is the man who puts his trust in princes. Ah. Yeah. In Psalm 118, right in the center of the Bible, central text in the Bible, mm. that actually 
you know, instead of putting our trust in God, you know, uh, and, and never be disappointed by mm. that, we may sometimes question, God, what, what are you doing? What is going on here? What is going on? <laughs> yeah. but, ultimate, but God won't disappoint us. Ultimately, mm. God will never disappoint us. Yeah. But human beings, even if they're... We're fallible. We make mistakes. We all make mistakes. Mm. So... so that's right. Mm. So just briefly, can you take us through the steps we should take when we face anger next? Okay. Might be on the road this morning or driving to work. <laughs> <or, you know. laughs> well, well, um, Adele, according to research, there is a split, so to say there is a short window of, of opportunity. When, when there is a triggering event, maybe just a second uh, uh, or so, uh, a split second or so to say, an opportunity for us to take a left turn or right turn, so to mm-hmm. say, in our mind. Uh, you know, um, uh, when 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 um, when um, the first step really is to take a deep breath. So you sort of time out. Yeah, uh, and count. We, probably people would have heard this many many times. Count to ten. Mm. You know, take a deep breath. Take a few deep breaths. Count to ten. Second step: recognize and acknowledge that you are angry. Why is this important? Because you are labeling it and you are distancing yourself from your emotion mm. of anger. Yeah. You know, you're becoming an observer. The third step is ask yourself, why am I angry? And then reframe the event and try to see it from a different uh, perspective. You know, cognitive behavior therapy is talking about ABCs of anger. Mm. A being activating event and C being the consequence. Mm. But B is that moment when we actually think. Yeah. And so if we can think that that's think really, more, really... It's re- a good thing. That's right, yeah. Mm. I guess too, you know, we need to ask God for help as well. And sometimes we need to remove ourselves from the situation. Mm. Mm. Well, I think just quickly, you've got a program coming up too, you know, that talks about depression and anxiety. Right. We just sort of mentioned that a little earlier. That's right. So can you tell us a tiny bit more about Absolutely. that Absolutely. So anger and prolonged stress are triggers for depression. Mm. And so we run depression and anxiety recovery programs here in the community in Newcastle at Forabrook Community Centre. Mm-hmm. On Wednesdays, or on Mondays from 10 to 12, mm-hmm. we're just starting on the 19th of, of, of February. Uh, okay. And then the Wednesday 21st uh, of, of February, from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. in the evening. So it's repeating the same session, it's but for people who can't make the days. <laughs> exactly. And, and these programs are run across Australia. Mm-hmm. Dr. Nedley's Depression Recovery and Anxiety Recovery Program. Fantastic program. And best of all, they're free, but you can give a donation if you want to. That's right. Anyway, if you would like to find out a little bit more about that, give us a call on 1-800-FAITH-FM or connect with us on Facebook. Just search for Faith FM in the search bar. Thank you so much for joining us this morning, David. Pleasure. It's been wonderful having you in here as always. Thank you. We hope our listeners have found some ways to deal with anger. <laughs> Keep on listening. We've got some more great content coming up just Little after this. Sparrows have gone past by
are content to